Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Faithfully Fit Podcast. Coming back after a brief hiatus of um, honestly trying to get the store in order. Um, if you go to the website, faithfullyfitcf.com, um, you'll see that I've been doing quite a bit of work on the website, uh, trying to get some things updated and getting a store going, trying to figure out how to make that happen. Um, and, and so it's been pretty cool. It, it's been a lot of fun, been an awesome experience. Um, but now I kind of get a chance to put some of this effort back into what it is that I really love. I, I'm not trying to start um, a clothing line, just trying to support the mission of Faithfully Fit. And, and that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. So thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get started. So the holidays are always so nice. Um, you know, get a chance to slow down. We're obviously at the end of 2020. This is, depending on when you listen to this, um, uh, you won't know exactly when this came out. So I'll tell you that today is uh, December 30th. Uh, we're in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Kind of nice because that's actually a week that the offices at the church close. Uh, we get a chance to kind of step away, take a breath. And so that's been really nice. And one of the things that I enjoy doing during this time is I enjoy catching up on TVs and movies and some of those other things. And and so as I dive into this, one of the really interesting things that I've, that not, I, obviously I say notice, it, I, for some reason it's been on the forefront of my mind, uh, I guess with some of the things that I've been watching, but I've heard other people talk about the concept that when we really start talking about the, the impact of Christianity within... Uh, and maybe not the impact, but the portrayal of Christianity within um, a, a lot of our modern culture, what we see in music and movies, I, maybe not so much music, more movies, TV, even video games, is kind of this vilification of um, Christianity. Uh, and especially, I, I guess you could consider some of the, the historical roots of Christianity. Uh, maybe not all the way back to Christ, but, but we're really kind of starting to talk about um, post-Constantine, you know, um, where, where you know, with Constantine in the 300s, uh, Christianity was made um, the, the state religion. And, and so that was kind of the kickoff. Um, while it made Christianity safe for a, a lot of people that it hadn't been safe for, it also um, started to gain power. And with power comes some problems as we've learned. Now, no need to rehash all of history, <laughs> all of Christian history. Um, that was an entire semester's worth of courses for me, so I don't want to try and do that in, in you know, 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but basically, you know, there have been a lot of dark moments in Christianity across the world. It, it's, it's not hard to see those and to find those. But one of the interesting things is that those moments are the, they're the aberrations. Those are the things that Christianity is not. And yet those tend to get emphasized. I mean, think about movies and, and TV um, and, and depending on if you play video games, the types of video games that you, you have played and seen, how often are the religious people, are the, uh, especially like maybe a priest or, or a minister or something, how often do they come across as um, intolerant, as ignorant, as evil, as angry, as oppressive. You know, you know we, see, we see a lot of these things. Now, here's the deal is, and it's always the thing that I, I guess I tend to start off with, and it's not an out, but I, those things are out there. They really are. And it's unfortunate, but they're out there. Um, but I also think that one of the things that we don't see, and, and this is where I, I, maybe I start coming from, and, and, and we're going to dive in um, here in a second to kind of the purpose of Faithfully Fit with all this. But one of the things that you don't see, though, is in a lot of these mainstream 
uh, media type scenarios is you don't see the positive side of that. You, you don't see the side of Christianity where people are actively helping, where they're actively caring for one another, where people are far more interested in love than in division. Um, and, and, and now here's the thing is there are certain things that Christians hold to, and there are certain biblical principles that Christians hold to as well that, that can be seen as divisive, but yet are not things that define what Christianity is. Um, a lot of times it, within ministerial circles, what we talk about is, is that there are certain things that are closed fist, that, that, that if, if you don't believe these things, then, then obviously you are, you are outside of orthodoxy or outside of believing what the, the church at large believes. Um, and there are open fisted things that are, um, up for debate in certain circles, I guess we could say. And, and, and so the interesting thing that we really get into though, is that, how often have people taken this portrayal of Christianity and really turned it to a, an ultra negative? And I think the easy way, or the, the way it's become easy to turn that into ultra negative is because our society has become so much more segmented. Segmented because of, um, I mean, really you look at it, social media, while, while the internet and social media was something that, that people have constantly viewed as bringing the world closer together. And hey, here's the deal. You listening to me right now, um, is is a large a large uh, testament to the fact that social media does bring people together, but also it can isolate people. Um, it becomes easier whether you know it or not. I mean, you can look at all of the the various algorithms and 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 do all of the research, and see that that social media also allows us to become much more uh, entrapped in our own silos, where the only thing that happens is just an echo chamber, where, where you continue to narrow down your social media field. Even if you have friends and you followers like crazy all over the spectrum, what happens is because of the algorithms that people use, that they start to really um, show you certain things. I, I was I, A really good example is... Um, my niece. My niece goes to a large state college uh, around here and, and has tons of friends. She's, in, she's incredible. She's very smart. She's got lots of uh, um, uh, a, a bright future in, in advertising or in fashion or, or however it is. Um, but I give her a hard time because um, she, when I see her, I give her a hard time that she doesn't like a lot of my posts. And the funny thing is, and I completely believe her, it's fun to give her a hard time, but, but she tells me she never sees them. And, and uh, in talking to her, she spends a lot more time in the social media world than I do, is the way that the algorithms function. Obviously, with the, the, um, the overt messages that are on my social media and, and with, you know, if you do the digging and, and start pulling up all the options tabs and all the settings, um, you know, how my social media accounts have kind of been labeled, um, it, it, it has actually pulled me away from her who is at a large state college that is known for being a little bit more liberal minded than probably what, you know, Belton, Texas and a minister in Belton, Texas is labeled as. Um, and so that's kind of a way that we can see, I mean, this is my niece. I've known her for most of one, most of her life. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, we've always interacted. And, and, and so you, you see that, that even though we are connected, we are not as connected maybe as we think. And, and I think this happens all across the nation. And I think one of the, one of the big issues that are, I think that just people, I was gonna say our nation, but I think people in general have, is we have a hard time really understanding the points of views of other people. Whether that's a hard time because we 
just flat out don't care um, or because we just don't have that much practice. However it is, you know, I think that we often get so contained within the societies that we grow up in and um, and the cultures that we grow up in that we have a hard time. You think about it, America's a big place. Um, America covers a, a span that um, are that, that, that holds several nations. You know, other nations that have different nationalities, they have different backgrounds, they have different languages. Um, America's a really big place. And, and so that creates, I mean, it creates some opportunities, obviously, but also it creates some issues. Um, and, and I think maybe we get a chance to start seeing that more and more, the more exposed we get to some of these things, or maybe the more aware and cognizant we are of it. And so you take people in Texas and people in California and, and you start listing off the differences. Now, I'm not going to list off the differences, but, um, but it is. It's different. The backgrounds are different. Um, the cost of living is different. The, uh, just, just everything about it. And, and so we don't always get really exposed to that. Even if we travel a lot, we don't get very exposed to that. It's one of the really interesting things that I did. Like when I went to California, California was the first real manifestation of Faithfully Fit for me. Um, and and so I go out to California. I go out to uh, San Diego, uh, Carlsbad, just north of, of uh, San Diego, and, and get a chance to be out there and absolutely loved it. It was really interesting because when I came back, I had people going, oh boy, I bet you're glad to be home. I go, what do you mean? Um, it's beautiful out there. It was 70 degrees the whole time. I was hanging out on the, the at the beach at the Pacific Ocean. It was it was amazing. And they go, well, you know, just the people. I say, I told them, the interesting thing is, is um, if you know me, if you know me well, you know that I'm going to be the first person to smile at you and say hi. And, and I was telling my mom, actually, I was like, you know, I didn't find that the people were really different. Uh, and she told me, she goes, you know, here's the interesting thing. Think about this, though, is that you're so friendly that you always walk around with a smile and you're always saying hi to people that, that people naturally engage with you. But that if you are not the first person to engage with them, that they may not engage with you. It took me a little bit to wrap my head around that. And I started to understand. But I, but I think it's interesting, though, because I, I did. I, I really enjoyed being out there. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed talking to the people. Yeah, there's was, there was more people than what there are around here. But then I also enjoyed going to places like Houston and Dallas and Austin, where there are a lot of people. Um, and so, but it, but it is. But I, I as I started to step back, I could really see the differences that, that, that we had. And, and I could start to see how... If there was somebody who lived in that area and who did not get out much, uh, or, or and I don't want to just throw it on them, who lived in this area and didn't get out much, or who lived in some area and didn't get out much, um, that they would have a hard time seeing the viewpoints of others. And I think you see that. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying you should watch the news, but if you watch the news, you can really see that. You can really see the finger pointing at people that are different from ourselves, that even though they seem very similar to us, they live in the same country. They uh, maybe they, they 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 do a similar job, but they're very very different. Um, I've even started to notice that in ministerial circles. I mean, you talk about uh, with COVID and with all the shutdowns and closures, the different way that different ministerial personalities handled situations, and I started to really realize how very different that we all are from each other and how different I am from people that live in different parts. I, I mean, you, you take, uh, and, and I'm not going to get into this too far, but you take John MacArthur and the way that he's handled things out in California. Um, there have been moments where he has seemed like a hero of the faith, but there's also been moments where he's, he's really seemed like a detractor, where he really spoke poorly of the way that other people were handling a situation that, and, and other ministers were handling a situation that 
I mean, we've never dealt with this before. We don't, we don't know. Um, and, and and so, but he's in such a different setting and such a different scenario. And and so we, we look at all of these things and, and we start to see that, um, you know, it is difficult. It is difficult to really understand other people. And, and one of the things that I started to realize with Faithfully Fit and with traveling and, and with just, you know, okay, so if you know me well in the in, in any of the scenarios, what I don't do is I don't lead into any conversation with, have you met Jesus Christ, my personal Lord and Savior? Um, I Not that that's a bad thing, not that I'm condemning anyone who does, but for me, that's not it. For me, Faithfully Fit is so much about developing relationships and, and playing the long game, honestly. Um, that, that what I want to do is, I, is, especially with the way that social media is, with the way that technology is now, like if I show up and let's say I show up and, and I take that approach that I just said and I convert somebody um, on a weekend and then I walk away, um, the deal is I'm doing such an incredible disservice because Faithfully Fit is not just about, Faithfully Fit is so much about about relationship and through relationship discipleship where we grow. We grow together in, in whatever realm that means and, and whatever path that takes. Um, and, and, and so, in developing a relationship, we develop these things that we stay in contact and we continue to talk and we continue to, and, and, and that's what I always preach with anybody in any setting, is that for me, um, Faithfully Fit is a way to expose Christian ideals in a realm that I'm passionate about and involved in. Um, obviously with fitness, I'm, I'm super passionate involved in that. And, and when we talk about Christian ideals, um, a lot of times that comes down to showing before telling um, doesn't mean that I don't tell I, I think that's one of the one of the things that I, I don't want to get painted as as someone who, who's never gonna talk or, or say um, but is that showing showing my compassion showing that I care and listening um, long before anything else enters the picture and I think that's what develops these great relationships and develops the ability for people to be willing to listen to me want to listen to me um, it's why, you know, we have this opportunity to go into realms that maybe we've never been in before. You know, I, I, I think one of the really interesting things is that there is so much post-Christianity around now where people have gone through Christianity, they've seen Christianity, and they've, they've kind of come out on the other side feeling that they've got something better. Or maybe if they don't feel like they've got something better, just thinking that Christianity is fairly useless. And a lot of times what I find is, is that there's a, there's a wrong thinking that, in, that is involved in that. There's a way of looking at Christianity, and sometimes it is, it is through media-based um, thought, but, but sometimes it's just, I mean, let's face it, if, if you live somewhere where there's not a lot of Christians and one of the few Christians that you've ever run into was overly abrasive, um, was quite frankly maybe not as Christian as they believed themselves to be, what, you know, just... All of the all of the negative personas that you could possibly put on. Um, quite frankly, if if that was the only time I'd ever run into a person like that, I I wouldn't want to see that. Um, if I looked on TV and and plastered all across the TV was was um, quite frankly Westboro Baptist Church, um, then then no, I, I I don't think I'd want to be involved in that. And, but but that's who that's who often tends to make the news. Um, I, I think that's one of the really interesting things is people talk about. Uh, famous pastors. And I heard somebody say that the best pastors are often men and women 
um, best ministers are often men and women that you have never you have never heard of and you never will hear of um, because just of the way that ministry works that that it's hard to be a a rock star pastor and 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 a lot of times that you're involved with so many people and you have to make so many decisions that you're you're going to make decisions that that really alter the way that people see you that that alters the way that people will see Christ and and the faith um, and and so so when we when we really start looking at that we really start realizing that that maybe there's a lot of people in areas that that as we begin to congregate together and as we begin to isolate from each other that that maybe people's exposure to faith and maybe hopefully what's happening is I'm starting to come around more to the point of <laughs> of this podcast is that maybe people's exposure to faith is not as great as we think it is within this country especially um, but all across the world I I've, I've developed this weird little niche where um, I minister within the CrossFit community and and ministry within the CrossFit community maybe not doesn't always look the way that. Um, ministry within a church would look or that maybe people would think that 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 ministry should look but but it's it's a ministry of of caring and compassion and concern um and 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 a lot of times faithfully fit is just about exposing ideals in areas that are not exposed to these ideals that often and and really show true christian ideals um, and, and, and so as we, as we kind of go through this, this season, and, and I, I read an article where um, someone of another faith was actually experiencing uh, Christmas for the first time because with COVID, he couldn't, he couldn't go home to where he, this, this other faith largely celebrated a different holiday. Um, and so he, he experienced it with his, with his, with his, excuse me, with his, his roommates. Here's a really interesting, interesting thing, though, is one of the some of some of the points were really funny, but one of the points he made that for me was really sad was that the the religious aspect of Christmas is optional. Ouch, <laughs> um, man, that's tough. That 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 what he's saying is that you could completely remove the religious aspect of Christmas. Now, I don't want to dive into a a much different discussion, but but the other side of this discussion is that I think a lot of times too. In this in this uh, context of people not understanding each other as well as we th- think we do, um, is that when we start talking about vastly different cultures, so we're not just talking about you know different coasts of America. Now, when we're starting to talk about um, different historical settings, uh, different geographical settings beyond just coastlines, we're talking about different countries. We're talking about vastly different religions that we have a hard time understanding each other. And, and that, that the religion that this person comes from um, is that uh, politics and religion are not separate. And, and so you, you can't move away from the fact that everything is, is centered around that one faith. And so then you come here, and 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 he talks about that that the religious side of Christmas is uh, is optional. And the interesting thing is, is I mean, it's right in the name, Christmas. <laughs> um, and and so I don't have a I don't have a huge point to that. I, I realize I'm spending a little bit of time on this, but but when you really think about think about how how did that come about? Think about the the the, the tiny amounts of exposure that must have been within people's lives to to be able to say that it was just completely optional, um, to not recognize the background, to not recognize any of these things whatsoever um, when it came to Christmas. Very, 
for me, it, I, I don't want to say heartbreaking. It, it kind of is, but but for me, it really speaks to the purpose of Faithfully Fit with the fact that there are just people that, that are just, they're either so opposed or they're so uh, lacking exposure to Christian ideals and to Christian faith um, that, that they can just put it out of their minds, even if they choose not to follow it. It's one thing to choose not to follow. It's another thing to just completely ignore it, to completely put it out of your mind. And quite frankly, to completely paint a picture that says something that it shouldn't, um, where, where we start painting pictures of people and, and, and we make it easy to portray uh, the priest as the backstabbing um, uh, antagonist of, of a plot line. Where, once again, I mean, I will always identify that there are bad apples in everything, um, but that that's uh, you take the ministers and the priests and and you take all of the Christians in America and you'll find that that's such a tiny, tiny percentage um, that that's part of what living our faith out is all about. That's part of what um, uh, being someone who is willing to go and make relationships with everybody um, and with anybody that, that that it's not just about going to church and putting up walls to make sure that other people can't come in, but it's about building bridges so that way we can go out and we can bring people back in. That, that you know, one of the cool things about Faithfully Fit that I've said is that I have a chance to talk to people and to reach people and to minister with people and to pray for and with people that, quite frankly, would never set foot in a church. Now, I, I say never. I, I guess maybe never under under circumstances should the situation ever change maybe that's a good way to put it shouldn't someone never come and, and talk to them should someone never come and build a relationship with them um, now I, I'm not denying God's power here but I'm also I'm also accepting the fact not accepting I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact um, that I think God uses, he creates us and he molds us and, and and part of his command to us is to go and to make relationships and to tell and to to show our faith and to talk about our faith um and and, and so that's when we look at this we, we do we, we look at what is the core message of faithfully fit see and that's something quite frankly that i've had to wrestle with lately is is i want to make sure that i don't get away from the core aspect of what faithfully fit is it, it's not a clothing company like i I've, I've done a lot of shirts and and people give me ideas and i get all excited about it and and um but it's not a clothing company like like it is a company that sells clothes to support the message of Faithfully Fit and to continue to put that out there. Now, it's taken a huge hit since COVID. Um, you know, that's the deal is, is I don't go and travel for um, glory and honor or definitely not money. Um, but I, I, I go because I feel like that's where God's called me. Like, I just, I do. And, and I have the opportunity to speak to people and to talk to people that Five years, five years ago, two years ago, I never would have thought. Uh, and, and so, you know, I just come to this place where what is the purpose of Faithfully Fit? The purpose of Faithfully Fit is to show Christian ideals um, to people that may never hear a positive word about Christianity otherwise, that may never interact in a positive way with Christianity otherwise. That they look at me and they see this guy with this big beard and a curly mustache competing in the lane next to him, and they never would have thought that because they only picture Christians as um, stuffy old white overweight men uh, wearing a Catholic collar and looking down on the world. 
uh, that's just it, it's quite frankly it's the picture that much of the much of the world and many of the people that I've encountered it's it's what they see um, and, and so in in departing you uh, departing with you I, I I would I would say that I'm I'm here to especially encourage to especially encourage you to realize that um, that you are created and you are designed and and your background has molded you into a very specific uh, person and those gifts and those those things that you have learned and those things that you have mastered and that you have honed that they help you to relate to people they help you to engage with people and to build relationships with people see and, and I think that's the thing is I think when we start talking about uh, a lot of times within church we talk about being on mission and, and I think that throws a lot of people um, when we go out our faith should be obvious now it doesn't mean that it should be obvious in the fact that um, it's the only thing that we ever talk about, uh, but it does mean that our lives should center around our faith. And if your life centers around your faith, then inevitably conversations are going to come back to it. And 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 it's not always going to be you. I, I would say that the most impactful conversations I've had with people have been when they brought up my faith, not when I did. Um, those are some of the, the most incredible scenarios because they maybe they didn't know initially um it, you know hey what do you do for a living i'm a minister oh, wow you're a you're a pastor oh my gosh and 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 then they ask me a question they they ask me a question that that they and they tell me that a lot of times they'll preface it hey by the way i don't go to church i haven't been to church in 20 years uh, i had this horrible experience and i just don't want to go back and or this was going on in my life and and i really felt felt uh, um judged and unloved and um and and so so that's where it is that's 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 where we go in, in wrestling with this this concept. But anyway, uh, guys, love y'all to death. Thank you so much for listening. Apologize for the uh, the long gap between podcasts. We won't have that again. Like I said, um, you can check out faithfullyfitcf.com. I'm continuously trying to update it, um, trying to center it around what is the message of faithfully fit. Um, and so, do me a favor. Go out, build some relationships. Um, Live in your faith and, and know that living in your faith uh, is one of those things that's going to draw people to you and it's going to make people ask questions. Um, so, hey, reach out to me. Send me a post. Uh, send me a, a message. Send me an email. Would love to talk to you. Would love to answer any questions. And guys, until I see you next time, stay faithfully fit.